0: Do
2: You Know Who My Dad Is, a limited series podcast from Betches Media, hosted by Brian Russell-Smith and Alicia Angelus, Do You Know Who My Dad Is, a podcast about failing up. Hello and welcome to Do You Know Who My Dad Is. I'm Brian
0: Russell-Smith. And I'm Alicia Angelus.
2: And Do You Know Who My Dad Is? is a limited series podcast by The Betches Sup, None of the True Crime, and At Betches. It explores dynastic nepotism and the effects it has on media, culture, and our current political system.
0: That's right. This podcast exposes the privilege that leads to inexperienced and unaccomplished children of powerful people, usually white men, getting ahead despite lack of experience, intelligence, and mediocrity.
2: Uh, nepotism leads to privilege which leads to a false sense of entitlement which leads to unqualified people getting the most powerful positions in multiple facets of our society let's get dynasty hey
0: <laughs> hey brian happy friday
2: happy friday Ooh, we're recording this right before a three-day weekend i'm very excited to have a nah, four-day
0: work week next week um, yeah, and I'm getting my pup this weekend. I'm in a good mood. Things are going
2: to be yes. fine. <laughs> yes, and it's also surprisingly nice out warm for the time of year. Um, so today, I'm going to be talking about the Coke family, um, but first, Lise is going to go ahead and talk about another family.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be talking about the Waltons and before I even get started, I honestly never really grew up with Walmart. Like, did you?
2: You know, there was, there actually was a Walmart in the town over, but we were more frequenters of Kmart.
0: Yeah, I no, I was too. So like, I yeah. never really got exposed to Walmart up until I was like going to Boy camp as a teenager. And it was like, the first place I could ever buy beer at when I was like 18 because they didn't card you. It was like, super, <laughs> <laughs> like that was like my first experience with Walmart. And I never really knew about it as a kid. And I think that's because like, we both grew up like kind of closer to cities. And yeah. Walmart was legitimately founded by like, the most, like the, the richest family in the world still today. And today I'm basically going to talk about Samuel Walton and his family who are, Essentially the billionaires behind Walmart. Um, so as of 2018, they own just under 50% of Walmart. Um, and when you go to look it up, it's like so wild. Like their net worth at one point, I mean, even still, is like nearly equal to the combined wealth of like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. Wow. Um, and they have more wealth than like 43% of American families combined, which like wow. is just kind of sad to me.
2: Yeah. There's Um, like there's all those like the I actually just today was seeing this one study or some of how in like the 1960s, uh, the CEOs would make like one like the ratio was like one to 20. Yeah. The wealth. And now it's like one to three hundred and seventy two.
0: Yeah. And like at first I was like, okay, I wonder how like 2020 has treated them, how like past recessions have treated them. And like no, like they are now richer than ever, like. I read that they just added like 25 billion in the past year. to like their combined fortune. That's now over like 200 billion. So what really blows my mind is that like, even during a global pandemic, like they're totally fine. Cause like, of course I'm sure people are still shopping at Walmart all the time. Um, And Samuel Walton um, basically still has three living kids who have been in force 400 every year since 2001 which is just fucking wild Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm just going to basically talk about how he got to where he is um, and his family and kind of all the fucking fucked up shit that they got get away with because it's frightening (laughs) Um, and then of course where they are today. So starting with Sam Walton, I'm going to start in like 1950 He basically got a lease on a random store in Bentonville, Arkansas. He called it like Walton's five and 10. Um, They were what people like to say called like Brent Franklin stores, just like a little smaller, but he started out with that. Um, In 1952, he opened a few more. Uh, By 1954, he brought his brother into it. Um, His brother, Bud, who of course is a billionaire. And by 1960, he had opened several other stores, was hitting a decent amount of revenue. Um, but this was like just a sneak peek is like what's to come. So Mm -hmm. the first Walmart opened in 1962 in Rogers, Arkansas, and Walmart was targeted towards like more of the smaller towns where like there weren't that many people, they didn't have as many opportunities to work. So like there was not much going on in those places, which like I kind of realized after I was like, okay, yeah, Walmart's in, like, bumblefuck places. But I think that also is the reason that, like, such so much fucked up shit happens is because, like, not as many people see it. Um, Mm. But I'll get into it. So a lot of the bigger towns have Kmart, like I said. But, like, by 1967, like, the company had, like, 24 stores. They started branching out of Arkansas in 1968 um in the 70s is when they went public so now there's stores in like arkansas missouri oklahoma and it really just started exploding so like by 1971 there was like 50 plus Walmarts generating millions of dollars in revenue um samuel was listed on like the new york stock exchange by 1972 was expanding to like louisiana and kansas And like now, I mean, I'm sure it was a few years prior to this, but Kmart's like, I mean, okay, what the fuck?
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because they
0: thought they were like the discount place. But like now it's really Walmart. Like, yes, there is still Kmart today, but like Walmart is a fucking tycoon. Um, So they started like doing their first acquisitions in 1977, 1978. Um, By 1979, there were around like 230 stores. They finally hit like a billion dollars in revenue. Um, Samuel Walton was like, basically almost at the point where he was like, I'm okay to retire now. I think yeah. I'm good.
2: <laughs> well, especially in the, that time of like the 1970, like late 1970s, or early 1980s, a billion dollars is a lot more money than that today. And a billion dollars is still a lot of fucking money.
0: Yeah. Like this. And so he basically was like, I made it. Like, so I yeah. almost sympathize with that. I'm like, you know, good, yeah, for you. good for you. But he actually only ended up taking like a two-year break. um, And they still hit a massive boom again in the 80s. And on a little bit of a sad note, Samuel actually was unfortunately diagnosed with leukemia in 1983. He Mm. was 65 at this point, but like he had so much money that like he was on these like bougie clinical trials and was like fine a couple of years later. I'm sure fine is like, not the best word to describe it, but like he was able to kind of like survive. Um, And by 1987, they opened their 1,000th store. Like this also led to the fucking like super stores. Um, And they were already by 1988, like the most profitable retailer in the US. Um, But then in the early nineties, Walmart of course continued to expand. Uh, But this is where the nepotism really kicks off because (laughs) Samuel died of bone marrow cancer in 1992. And of course, who was he going to give the store and everything like that to? It was his wife and sons. So Mm -hmm. Samuel's oldest son, Rob, um, took over in the 90s as the retailer, like is hiking, hiking, hiking. Um, Like, was he qualified? I don't really know. He just kind of like took what dad's billions were giving him. Um, and then like by 2000, so like we're well and alive by this point they reached like 158 billion in revenue by 2005 that increased to like over 215 and they continue to grow but like it just makes you question like how they got to where they are today like did they get there for legit reasons did they not? Um, and Sam also had another son John who unfortunately passed but then he also had Jim his youngest son, who replaced John on the board of directors in 2005. So he had mm-hmm. three sons and a daughter. Um and like it was interesting because Sam like Sam's other son Jim, like worked on other family businesses so then I'm like okay maybe like they weren't as ne- like, as like the most like nepot like the most nepotism as they ever was but I'm like okay he did end up going into the store anyway but then my of course question was what about the women yeah um where are and, it
2: seems like that's a recurring theme oh yeah with a lot of these and stories was,
0: <laughs> like that's what is so depressing but here we are yeah um so like as nepotism tends to go i'm wondering where the women are i look up um, Sam's wife, Helen Walton, and she actually was like a prominent art advocate. And Sam, of course, made sure to like leave her some of his billions when he passed. <laughs> um, but she was like also a philanthropist. That's another common theme that I feel like we mm-hmm. see in every fucking family. Um, she like headed up the Walton Family Foundation, established like children's en- enrichment centers in Bentonville, um, AKA Walmart, like HQ. And they also had one daughter, Alice Walton. Um, mm-hmm. Alice Walton is like kind of a little icon. She's still a billionaire on Forbes 400 all the time. Um, but she was kind of the black sheep of the family because she was the one who wasn't necessarily like in the depths like with all the Walmart shit. She actually was like more involved with the art similar to her mother um, and
3: do you have for dachshund owners there's jewelry ceramic toys board games all kinds of fun stuff a gifting moment is always right around the corner whether it's a birthday an anniversary a holiday or even just a day to say thank you gift mode on etsy has you covered need to find the perfect gift don't panic try gift mode on etsy now
0: so going into alice um alice was like sam's only daughter she legitimately had like between like 4 and 5 DY. <laughs> and of course, never really like had to go to jail for longer than like a few hours and like, you know, totally fine still a billionaire, everything's fine. So, just a small sneak peek at her like millions of incidents it seems like um in 1983, she lost control of her, D- of her Jeep, shattered her leg, had to be airlifted out, was fine. <laughs> wow like you would think this was the first one um okay in in 1989 she crashed into a pedestrian who had just quote stepped out into the road oh my gosh
2: i i read i read ahead i was looking at your outline that's why i just gasped before
0: yeah Like, I didn't
2: want to say till you got to it. I was like,
0: <gasps> and like, she didn't have to go through any charges for it. And then yeah. like, it gets better. Like you think like, okay, maybe she's going to like sober up a little bit and like get in control of her life. And in 1988, she had another DUI where she broke her nose.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: In Arkansas in 2011, she even was caught drunk driving home from her own fucking event. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness
0: um and she spent nine hours in jail but of course was left unpunished and like in 2013 she had like yet another similar case where her case just ended up being dropped
2: like why if you have that much money why do you drive anywhere i yeah. would never drive again <laughs> if i was worth billions of dollars like i don't like i like to drive i think it's fun <laughs> but i'd rather not
0: like, <laughs> you i know? always say that i like hate driving i feel like it's like just the new york part of me but like i would imagine if i even ever made it to a mill I, I know would especially exclusively...
2: <laughs> especially like that's the other thing it's like okay maybe i would drive like during the day but if i mm-hmm. like even thought that i maybe would have one drink oh yeah like oh okay you know what i'm just gonna guy call up this uber you know what i mean like, there's no way i would ever drive
0: For any social event ever. Like, come on.
2: Well, it's also, you look cooler when you come in and out of a car anyways.
0: Yeah. like When you drive uh,
2: yourself, that's not a classy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that was only, like, a sneak peek at all the scandals. Like, Walmart is so much more fucked up that I was like, okay, like, what could be even more scandalous? And, like, it gets so much worse. Like, Alice, I think, is just, like, covering the surface.
1: Uh Um.
0: So, Walmart is, like, a major, like, anti-union company. Um, Mm -hmm. For anyone who knows what a union is, the way I think of it is just, like, an organization that tries to help people and unify people and make sure that they get, like, good compensation, good benefits. Yeah, basically,
2: the reason we have a five-day work week is because of unions. Yes. People were working, like, 12 (laughs) hours every day, and, like, children under, like, the age of 12 were still working, so.
0: Yeah, So, I think we can agree unions are a good thing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, But Walmart legitimately is out here being like, oh, like, you know what? Unions are like money suckers. They just position themselves as something that they're not. They don't actually care about people. And I'm like, really, Walmart? Um, Mm -hmm. And they apparently have. Such intense protocols to try to stop people from unionizing that, like, it's a little scary. So, the first one that's like a little more chill is that they have training videos where they educate you on your, their stance that's like very anti unionizing. And that's actually legal, you're allowed to do that. Um, but then they go like a step further, and there was like this story in the Atlantic where like this like store manager saw like a pro union flyer like sitting somewhere and went to the headquarters and basically within 24 hours there was a SWAT team
2: coming in. Oh my goodness. To
0: essentially like stop people from unionizing. And I'm like, okay, I have so many questions because why do you need a SWAT team? No. And like why is it such a horrible issue to the point where like not only do they like fly in all these people but they also have like security monitors trying to spy on people like and they legitimately just will do everything in their power to not get you to unionize and like it seems as if they've definitely fired people because of unionizing like closed doors maybe like And that's illegal. Like, you can't fire Mm -hmm. people for unionizing, which is just Mm -hmm. fucking, like... (sighs) God, what But, of course, that's not all. Um, They, of course, have all these, like, labor abuse incidents. And, like, I kind of equate this back to the wall because they're so fucking rich and, like, they have this, like, discount store, but they legitimately have a lot of their factories and, like, places that are notoriously, like, known for, like for working conditions and like places that kind of need a little bit of help, what have you. Um, And in 2012, 117 people like died in this factory um, fire in Bangladesh. Um, Bangladesh, again, is like known as like one of like the places where like factory work is like not too hot. Um, Mm -hmm. And there were legitimately like walked exits, people jumping out of windows and like it was hell. Walmart didn't do anything about it. Like they didn't like help the families afterwards or anything. And this just like, I mean like the New York Times covered this and they literally were like, this just like goes to show like there's some issues (laughs) that need to be Mm -hmm. taken care of. And the following year, another building over there collapsed and killed over 1100 people.
2: Also in Bangladesh?
0: Yeah, this building wasn't only like Walmart, but like it housed like several garment factories that like really yeah. supported all of these places. And like
2: it's really, it's really messed up because clearly, like Walmart has enough power and influence in these countries, you know, to do work. Right. And maybe even like push the government to have safe regulations for their workers but they don't yeah. and people, and they didn't even learn from that one year after it already happened. Like that's fucking disgraceful.
0: Yeah. And like, these were both in Bangladesh. Like this was
2: yeah.
0: just so like fucked. Like you would think they learned. <sighs> so what kills me is that these factories put out millions of dollars in sales every year, but they have like horrible conditions, play horrible r- wages. And like, in the end, they just make billionaires richer who just like kind of got here. Um, mm-hmm. and a few smaller things, even though this one isn't really small, but like, I kind of knew about this because I went on like an RV trip. Um, don't ask me why, but like to <laughs> go to a football game in college and like the only place that we could spend the night overnight in an RV was a Walmart. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I just figured that out because of Ozark. Do you watch Ozark? No. But the most recent season of Ozark, they like spend a night in the Walmart and I'm like at the parking lot. I'm like, why are all these people just at the Walmart parking lot? Apparently that's when I, and I just learned that in like March, you can just sleep in parking lots at Walmart.
0: Yes. So this was like back in 2013 where like my group of like 10 girlfriends was like driving down to, I don't even like, we're going to Clemson and there was like, I want to say like a decent amount of people all sleeping in this Walmart, like Mm -hmm. fucking weird, um, but crime in Walmart parking lots is a major, major issue. Like people write articles about it. Like there's high, there's not only high crime, but like a lot of times like police, even there's like articles about like in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like the police are most active, like in Walmart parking lots. Um, and There's been like violent crimes there. Like a woman was abducted from a parking lot there and is. later murdered. And like the craziest part is that People were able to like ab- find the abduction on camera, but the cameras aren't really monitored that closely because they actually were for the anti-union shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yes, there's shoplifting, but like the amount of crime in the parking lot, like what the fuck? And this has yeah. been an issue since the '90s, and there was even like reports on it, like in 2016, like and people haven't fixed it.
2: Yeah, it's so fr- it's so frustrating that they are worth over $200 billion and they have all of this terrible things happening that they could just easily just throw a couple hundred million or a million, yeah. couple million at and just solve it.
0: Yeah, and like, then like, that's my thing with these things too. I'm like, I am sure that there have been all these crimes and they throw money at the crime to try to get like in like less trouble for the crimes like mm-hmm. i'm sure they pay people off all the time and like mm-hmm. that money could I mean, have the been the daughter put has had towards... 5
2: the DU... the daughter had 5 DUIs
0: yeah no like that money could have been put towards anything else aka yeah. like stopping the fundamental system but <laughs> it's not okay two funnier um Moments too. So, a truck driver who once worked for Walmart actually hit a vehicle that Tracy Morgan was traveling in on the New Jersey Turnpike in 2014. Mm-hmm. I forgot mm-hmm. about this, and then I read about it. It was like, oh my god, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so Tracy dr- Morgan was in a coma from this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I hate to say that I'm laughing, but this person who was driving the truck hadn't slept in over 24 hours so like obviously his fatigue was like hitting um and this brought the concern of like not only their conditions but like i don't know like truck drivers in general like it's not cool if like the driver hasn't slept in like 20 something hours and walmart again ended up just like settling this lawsuit and paid off the families like
2: Mm -hmm. i know i've heard tracy morgan talk about this and he like can't say how much they paid him but he's basically like oh, like, my kids will never have to work and my kids' kids will never have to work, basically, is what he says. And you're like, shit. Like, damn. Yeah.
0: And that's just, like, you know, one accident. Mm -hmm. So, last but not least, with the scandals, um, my guy, Obama, went off on my girl Hillary back in 2008. (laughs) Because Hillary was on the board of Walmart and I honestly forgot about that 2008 um, anecdote up until I heard a clip on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me think like, what the fuck did Hillary know that we didn't know? Why was she chilling on the board?
2: Because she needed money to run for president. <laughs>
0: like, was <laughs> that it? I don't know.
2: Probably,
0: yeah. Um, part of
2: it. <laughs> that's that's so yeah. pretty much what we'll get to in, in, in my part too. But yeah, sorry. <laughs>
0: So where is everybody today? My girl Alice is currently worth $54.4 billion. It's five guys later. Um, she has a museum. She funds artists, you know. And rather than working for Walmart, like her Rob and Jim, um, Rob is the oldest son again. He's worth over 54.1. Um, this is all according to Forbes Billionaires of 2020. Um, interesting that like the oldest son though is in like third place because um jim the youngest son is worth 54.9 um and he is like the richest of Mm -hmm. the three living ones um rob also has a daughter um carrie walton penner whose husband greg penner was named chairman of walmart in 2015 so like obviously they're rich as fuck um, and then there's also um, the Sam's late son's John's family who's still in the mix. Um, John was married to Christy Walton, who is still worth like seven point four billion with and they also had a son Lucas Walton. Um, Lucas is worth like fifteen point nine billion what Wow. <laughs> um that's, that's crazy kind on of uh, the wall Ends. they are yeah. so so rich you think of like
1: a Bezos,
0: no this is like
1: yeah next
0: fucking level
1: today's episode of american fever dream is brought to you by newly have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you it's newly Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's NUULY.com, Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes.
2: So I'm about to talk about the third richest family in America, um, the Coke family. The second, for those wondering, the second is the Mars, the comp- Mars family. They're like the candy bar people. Oh yeah. Um, so it goes Walmart, candy bars, and now the Coke family, which is probably you know, it's the it's the second largest privately owned company in, in the country, but it's like so not well known. They're very good at like they're very they they up until like the past ten years, you you know. Mm-hmm. um they tr- they obviously people in circles and like in politics knew who they were but they just like really tried to like stamp back and like have a lot of like own a lot of entities by like other names so where to begin with these people um they can be considered they can probably be considered the uh, biggest influence con- to conservative politics in america mm-hmm. they funded the tea party movement uh climate denial think tanks Multiple conservative politicians, including our current vice president Mike Pence, oh. um, he, they're basically the people. Like Obama made a joke at like some White House correspondent center. I was saying he's like, "Oh, I'm looking forward to finding out who I'm running against, and once the cooks pick pick who they want, basically." <laughs> um, and what's interesting though is about how they were have worked is that they don't just give money to politicians they fund institutes and groups that um to like sort of to steal a term from killian conway create alternative facts or because and you know they call themselves philanthropic groups Mm. but basically it's just to push a political agenda um but let's talk about where all of this wealth began so it begins with the patriarch the father of the so when you say the Koch brothers, that's what most people refer to them as. You're thinking of like uh, Charles Koch, who's the second old was the second oldest. There were four boys. Charles was the second oldest, and then David Koch. He was the he was like one of the twins that were at the end. We'll get to the brothers. Mm-hmm. But the beginning starts with Fred Koch, the senior. And he was the patriarch. He was an engineer who graduated from MIT. And at the age of twenty-seven, he developed a new and more efficient process for turning crude oil into gasoline. Um, and so according to the Guardian, Fred Koch's wealth began in Russia. He received oh, $500,000 from Stalin, Joseph Stalin, you know, yeah,
0: the dictator.
2: Hurt. And uh, <laughs> he received this money for his assistance in constructing 15 oil refineries in the Soviet Union in the 1930s. Oh, and then amazing. a few years later, his company Winkler Coke helped the nazis in germany complete their third largest oil refinery uh this facility he was from arkansas so there's questions about this this is, has very similar ties to like early bush family Oh yeah. Um, the facility produced hundreds of thousands of gallons of high octane fuel for the german air force until it was destroyed by the allied bombs in
0: 1944
2: So there was also this thing called the John Birch Society. He was one of the founding 11 members. And this was like during like the Red Scare McCarthyism stuff. Mm. And basically they supported limited government and opposes wealth redistribution and economic interventionism. So this is something that comes up a lot with the Koch family and their political aspirations. They basically wanted and they still want like no government involvement in anything they just think like they are like the part they are like the small government like they don't think there should be any regulation on anything it should just basically wild west Super conservative um take. yeah and so this society they accuse scores of prominent americans including president dwight eisenhower of communist sympathies and in 1960 coke wrote that the colored man looms large in the communist plan to take over America. Oh, no. So not great. And these ideals were really passed on to the four children. Um, they even had a Nazi au pair. Uh, she was such a Nazi that when Hitler came to power, she was like, I need to leave. America." She was in America at the time. And she's like, I need to be I need to celebrate <laughs> with the Fuhrer. That's what she said. Um, so they had this like very intense upbringing and, uh, yeah, so Fred Koch dies and he had left 32 year old Charles Koch in charge. He's the second born, um, the Fred, Fred Koch, the the oldest son, he's Fred Koch Jr. He's basically what I will call later the black sheep of the family. Um, but Charles started working for his dad at 27. He, He and his brother, David were also MIT graduates and engineers. And when they took over the company, it was valued at around like $21 million. And that's like 1960. So that's still a lot of money, obviously.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And it was just like making oil refineries and like work, just basically working in big oil. But then Charles, once he took over, he expanded the business with a series of strategic acquisitions of mostly oil and energy related companies. Such as like refineries and pipeline mm-hmm. operations. And then they've they've since expanded into so many things. Like dick like they, I think they own Dixie Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, just like like the random shit that like you find around your house that you just forget that like everyone has. You know what I mean? Like like they have yeah. Charmin. Mm-hmm. Um they they a good chance is that they own it. Um so scandals. I'm going straight to the politics of this because the Cokes and their network have spent hundreds of millions of dollars in support of their particular brand of conservatism. It's one of limited government um, lenient, more lenient immigration policy, free trade, free markets and limited corporate regulations. And so while running Coke Industries, their business uh, with a revenue of a hundred billion dollars a year. So they're trying, they, they they make so much money and they make so much money off of oil. They want, they so that they want to produce politicians that will not regulate their oil or will regulate their money. is basically oh what they want. So no so they government just put involved. This,
0: yeah. So they just put this behind people. Mm-hmm. So
2: because so much of their networks, money has been funneled through a, an array of nonprofits where like full, full disclosure of finances is not required. It's impossible to assess how much money that they've really spent on you know everything that they are trying to do, um, so they have helped propel the Tea Party in 2010 to take over Congress. They spent about 400 million dollars on the two- 2012 campaign <sighs> and uh, heavily funded the Republican takeover of the Senate in
0: 2014.
2: Oh no! Uh, according to a political article, the Koch brothers have invested more in politics than virtually any other individuals in America in like in their philanthropic groups quote unquote and like their political machines that are like nonprofits, their employees they have three times the size of the staff of the republican national committee so they are basically like the republican national party yeah like underground yeah so a lot of this comes from this book called dark money by jane meyer which if you want to learn more i would read about because i can't Twenty minutes is not enough to talk about all the crazy shit that they've done. Mm. You know, they've like, they've stolen money from Native Americans, and they like basically drew, like, they they were accused by the Senate of basically drawing um, Indian reservations and stealing like and stealing like millions of dollars of oil from them, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and so they, but they also realized that they can't just give money to politicians and political movements because people need to vote for them. So they need, they realized this is why they're so terrifying and powerful and they're very intelligent people um, is that they realized that they needed to change the the minds of the voters and the people who vote for them. And so they spent hundreds of million dollars on think tanks and universities, which will probably be their biggest legacy. Um, And this brings us to, Climate change, that's yes. big scandal.
0: I feel like these people are just like out to ruin the world.
2: I mean, these two men are. Well, one of them is dead. He died in yeah. 2019. Uh, David Koch died. Uh, he was the executive vice president of Koch Industries, and then his brother Charles cha- is chairman of the board and still CEO. He's like he's like 80, like two or something. So mm-hmm. like they're so old that like have this ideals. From eighty plus, like eighty years ago, and clearly their father had a big influence, and so their their political ideals come from a time that's like centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the climate group Greenpeace says that the Koch brothers has spent a grand total between nineteen eighty six to two thousand uh, eighteen, hundred and sixty eight million dollars, over one hundred sixty eight wow. million dollars just on climate denial. They had vested interest. Yeah, because they have events, uh, they have interest in denying climate actions, because they've made billions from their ownership and control of Coke Industries, yeah. which is an oil corporation and is, like I said, the second largest privately held company in the country. And their role in climate denial goes all the way back to 1991, and this is when it started to become a topic of climate change and CO2 mm-hmm. emissions. Like we started to realize that there was a change happening, and both political parties were on board for this. Like. The Republican Party, the current Republican Party, is the only major party in the entire world that doesn't say climate change is fact, that just proves science. Like Even the most conservative parties in every other country is like, they're at least aligned on climate. You know climate. what I mean? Um, and so George H.W. Bush was president at the time and he announced that he would support a treaty limiting carbon emissions. And the Koch brothers strongly opposed this because they were like, no, we, we need that money. Um, and they've also reeled against like public transportation and candidates who have supported expanding those. Wow. So they started making these think tanks, these philanthropic groups that they called them, that basically would just create alternative facts to climate change and have like pay a doctor or pay a scientist to sign off on it. And then that would be then be the excuse that a politician would give for climate denial. So it's like, well, look at this test from this credit accredited place and doctor. And so the people be like, oh, well, then I guess climate change isn't real. You it's know like- what I mean? So, so it's like very multi layered. Yeah, it's very depressing. <laughs> it's- <laughs> 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 and, and um, they also host these like mega donor events that are super super secret that like they try and get the richest donors possible they're like semi-annual there's like it's really like really like top secret like shit um and they basically make these agendas be like this is what you should be spending your money on and so they got an agenda from one of the 2010 seminars um, it included fighting climate change alar- alarmism and and the move to socialized healthcare, as well as the regulatory assault on energy. Those were the like, like the top agenda points. So basically <sighs> the worst things that are like the, the biggest yeah. issues we're still facing today.
0: These could fundamentally end the world if they're not <laughs> treated correctly.
2: And they they can, the they planet. were able to count, yeah, they were able to count the amount of billionaires there. It was like over 18 on the list there were over 18 billionaires at this like one seminar and like obviously they're not spending all their money on this but so this brings me to the black sheep of the family um as i said fred senior had four four sons he had fred who was the old fred junior then there was charles who's still alive and running the industry um and then there was david who also is working in the industry but has died he died like a year ago it was there was actually a trending hashtag um David H. David Koch is dead party or something. Um, I think I tweeted something about I would dance on his gay grave or I my mean, gay <laughs> ass outfit just because you know he funded like a lot of really terrible things. Um, yeah. And then he had actually had a twin brother, William, um, who is still alive. So there was actually a failed takeover where Fred Jr., the oldest, and the one of the twins tried to take over the company, but it failed. And so that was basically like okay, they paid them out like it, there's not really much information about it because it's so like hush hush. Like uh-huh. I, they they probably paid so many people not to write about it, or I just couldn't find it exact why what happened. It was just a fail coup or something. They each got eight hundred million dollars, so they're fine. Um, Interesting. But the oldest, Fred Jr., was the considered the black sheep because they thought that he was gay so they the other three brothers basically tried to have this meeting Uh where they were going to blackmail him and so they called like this big meeting that they said was a big meeting and so fred was like walking into the meeting and he gets into the room and he finds that his his other three brothers are the only ones there and they're facing him and so they confronted him about they thought that he was gay and basically were asking like conducted an inquisition is what they said and they said that if he was they were going to tell their father because their father would like disowned him unless he handed over his share in the company and he was basically just like fuck you guys i never want to hear about this again and then just like walked away and then they just like never brought it up
0: oh my god that just (laughs) really shook me
2: could you imagine that's like the same thing like yeah it's
0: People aren't, like, I feel as if we need to hear about the family, like, the family a little more. Like, what the fuck?
2: No, like, you, like, I mean, you should, oh like I said, you should ever, if everyone, is, like, there is just so much terrible things that they are, can, like, be held responsible for.
3: Yeah. So it's just,
2: you can't even, like, scratch the surface. They're very, like, in, they're, like, evil geniuses.
3: Yeah. But, like, that's the only thing is, like,
2: they have spent billions on, philant- like, real philanthropy, like, like Lincoln Center has Coke Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like they like hell funded the MoMA. Like they like like mm-hmm. David Koch, the one who recently passed, was like obsessed with the ballet. So he was like he they spent so much money in New York on like liberal like things. Like they were like frequent members in high society in New York, but no one cared like because they just gave billions of dollars anyways.
0: Yeah, but so then that's they what also we really need to be scared lives. of.
2: Oh, it's, it, well, that was the other thing is like, there was the, the, there used to be this law where you had to like fully disclose how much money you would give to politicians, mm-hmm. where you give the politicians money, like groups and stuff. And like in the, the amount of spending a politician can spend on an election, but then that got recently repealed. So that's why there's just so much crazy amount of money being poured into every election. Like now every mm-hmm. election they they, like it sets a record for spending. Yeah. Um so today the company is worth about 124.5 billion. Um it, this year alone. They so this is the other thing is they actually hated Trump in 2016. They really, really wanted someone else. Like they they they'd met with Ted Cruz, Scott Walker, Marco Rubio, Jeb Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Trump won, it was like a big like slap in the face to them and eventually they kind of came around to each other like even trump like would attack them on twitter about it um and so they kind of have at haven't been as crazy heavily handed in politics since 2016 but like they tried to focus on the house a lot in 2018 but as we all know there was a blue wave and that we took the house
1: um
2: For that so time. i think like they they and then so this year they they spent over one million dollars for republicans running for re-election but it's mostly been senate and house campaigns
0: interesting i didn't so, really i mean this was really interesting to me because like i never really think about the people who are funding these horrible people mm-hmm. and like there must be well, so many yeah. of them
2: like I, i'm sure it's, it's not
0: just them
2: Yeah, I know. And it's, I didn't really think about how hand in hand it went with like politics and science and like, like the think tank Mm -hmm. aspect of it. Like, so now they've just been focused on their think tanks in universities. Like, that's what they're trying to bankroll is like people promoting the ideals of this, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And like, so like, they and it's just like, it's crazy how hand in hand it is, is like, they create these think tanks. So the think tanks can be used as evidence by the politicians that they're also funding to get just basically so they can make more crude oil
0: and change the, ne- the narrative like mm-hmm. that's so 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 bad yeah wow okay well
2: <laughs> on that fun note <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back with a game
0: welcome back do you know who my dad is we are going to play a new game you guys know these games sean makes them based off of our episodes so today we are going to play retail or tall tale these Uh are facts some real some made up to fool us all about the waltons and their retail empire
2: yay yay let's do it (laughs)
0: all right first question the walton family built a multi-million dollar bunker after 9-11 oh my god
2: (laughs) so like honestly this is something that i would definitely do if i had that much money so i want to say it's real retail i want to say it's real because i feel like why not you know
0: like if you have the money might as well spend it
2: my mind goes to that place especially during COVID right now
0: Yeah, a bunker. I've never heard of something like this. Oh, my gosh. Yes, so it is a fact. This one appears to be fact, although some claim the bunker is a data center. However, the Waltons do, in fact, own a bunker in Bentonville that is subject of much speculation.
2: Ooh, (laughs) I feel like that's like one of my goals of like making a lot of money one day so I can have a bunker.
0: Yeah, emergency Um, bunker.
2: Because you never know, a global pandemic could happen, and you might need someplace to haul down with a bunch of toilet paper. Lots
0: of toilet paper.
2: So Sam Walton has a history with another subject of the Do You Know Who My Dad Is podcast. Did you know that he was a major donor to John F. Kennedy's election campaign in 1960, and was personal friends with the president?
0: I did not know this um even though i honestly wouldn't be that surprised cuz i feel like the po- there are like some political figures involved in the Walmart Would you retail. say that
2: his history seemed like he was like of a similar ideals of JFK's?
0: A little, but JFK was like really rich, but he was no fucking Sam Walton.
2: Yeah, huh. all right, so let's see. that is actually a tall tale this one is a fabrication but the walmart chain did open its first store during the kennedy administration in july of 1962 about a year before his assassination
0: so wow not true (laughs) couldn't have been i guess Alrighty, le- next one. The Waltons are famous for their Walmart stores, but did you know they also dipped their toes into makeup by purchasing a controlling interest in none other than Sephora in 2005? What? I did I not know this, this again. I
2: think this also could be true. I think this also could be true because why not?
0: I feel like they could literally just do anything. The richest family in the world. Like, Have why you been not go into makeup?
2: Recently, though. Um, No. <laughs> when I think of the times I've gone into Walmart's, I do think that the that the aisles for makeup always did. Now that I see them, they kind of do look like Sephora's walls.
0: A lot, like I do remember that they do have like a big makeup section. But I just think about that compared to like CBS.
2: huh? Okay. Well, let's I guess see. let's find out.
0: Oh, it is a tall tale. So this is totally made up, but can you imagine a giant Walmart style Sephora with makeup as far as the eye can see, I would die. Um, Sephora is and has always been a French owned company. Ooh, well, maybe we should how look much at much I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. What is next?
2: Uh, the Waltons are responsible for the most expensive sports stadium on the planet.
0: I mean
2: This is another thing that I would be like, why not?
0: I wanna say there is something that I read somewhere that in like my whole thing with this podcast is that I have to see things like more than once in order to like think that they're like super important. Um and I almost want to say that they did buy one, but then now I don't know what the name is. Like I think they do own one of the really, really big ones. Oh, really? Um i have no idea what the
2: name is let's see sports stadium is really broad
0: yeah is so it football? could be any
2: sport i guess it'd have to be football if it was in the world the yeah planet. okay let's see. this is a fact ann walter kronke is the daughter of walmart co-founder bud walton and married to another billionaire Stan Kroenke, I don't know Kroenke is correct or not. Together, they own the Los Angeles Rams, and the team just completed construction of what is by far the most expensive stadium on the planet. Wow! The stadium is in Los Angeles County. Uh, it cost over five point five billion dollars. Oh my goodness! Shad- shadowing the two, the number two stadium in Las Vegas, which is one point nine billion. That's a lot of. Uh, that's a lot of stuff from Walmart.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, like, I guess $1.9 is nothing when you have, like, another $200.
2: 5500000000 5 um. <laughs> Oh, my
0: God.
2: But I guess it's really good for the economy in Los Angeles, so.
0: Well, I guess. Oh, my God. Okay, next one. The original stores that would eventually evolve to become Walmart started with the slogan, a penny saved is a penny earned. Well, there was, it was, like, a nickel and dime store.
2: Hmm. Um maybe it is i have no idea this is because also like everything just seems to make sense but maybe sean is just very good at make it lying
0: i think sean um, is just really improving because these, these other ones
2: these other ones i was i feel like i've gotten most of them wrong uh so i'm gonna say i feel like that sounds more like a 7-eleven slogan oh
0: let's see Oh, it is a fact. This is true. Um, The Sam Walton started out in retail with his own chain of Ben Franklin five and dime stores, Uh Um, which were inspired by the famous Franklin slogan, a penny saved is a penny earned. Walmart would later launch its own chain of stores, but the same bargain messaging remains. I mean, yeah, Walmart's the cheapest shit ever.
2: That's great. I did not get that. Uh, so speaking of slogans, Walmart has had several over the years. But did you know that for a short time, their slogan was simply "Family Owned, Mom and Pop Trusted"? What do you think? I huh. think that's real or, or retail or tall tale.
0: I think that's a tall tale because, like, that just doesn't make sense. Well, I feel like Mom and have... Pop Trusted.
2: Yeah, Mom and Pop Trusted sounds weird. Family Owned sounds re- right. Mm-hmm. But then, remember they had that, like, smiley face guy for a while? We, like, yeah. rolled back prices. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I'm going to say this is fact, but let's find out. Oh, my God. This is not true. This is another tall tale. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing Walmart can be trusted to do is put mom and pop stores out of business. So it's unlikely that they'd ever use a slogan like that.
3: Correct. Yeah.
0: Because they are trying to, like, take over the world they care they did. Uh-huh. hmm All righty, next one. If Walmart were a country, it'd be the 42nd largest economy in the world right behind Switzerland. What? You know? Hmm. I almost even feel like it'd be richer.
2: (laughs) I think this could be right. I don't know, because... I think this could be right. I think, because if they're like a $200 billion company, right? Mm -hmm. Over Over $200 billion. I mean... That's probably that's in 40 seconds that's a country. That's country. <laughs> so I guess I think this sounds right.
0: Yeah, let's see. And it is a fact. Yes, amazingly enough. this is true as of last year Walmart earned over 500 billion in revenue in its 2018 fiscal year.
2: 500 billion in uh, one year. Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, well, well this brings us to our next question. The Walton family gets 100 million million richer every single day.
0: I mean, I definitely feel like this is a fact.
2: I feel like that's definitely possible.
0: Yeah, because, like, they legitimately, in the pandemic, like I started, they are, like, thriving and thriving and only thriving.
2: Um, Um, So this is true, yeah. Bloomberg's list of the richest families in the world from 2019 estimated that their fortune had grown by... $39 Thirty-nine billion since the Waltons topped the list the previous year, the report explained that the Walton fortune increased by an incredible seventy thousand dollars per minute, four million dollars per hour, or hundred million dollars per day.
0: Imagine a world.
2: I'm um, seventy thousand dollars a minute. Like it's literally what? Literally,
0: like my salary a minute. Like what? <laughs> I'm confused.
2: Um, tax the rich, as they say
0: yeah my fucking um, god
2: well, this was a fun episode I, I think this was a lot of fun um, so make sure to tune in next week for our episode all about the McCain family and the Romney family we're tackling some Republican candidates for president oh yeah so until then um, this has been Do You Know Who My Dad Is a podcast about failing up
1: Batches.